Easter. Easter. Follow Brian. Happy Facebook. Still Easter, folks. Still Easter. Still Easter here. You can wish people at uh, Walmart, at the local grocery (laughs) store establishment. I I, I don't really go to Walmart. I go to my local, I go to Homeland or one of those small little, maybe Sprouts or a small little grocery store. You can wish them a happy Easter there, too. Uh, You, if you're going into uh, Everyman uh, downtown (laughs) on the uh, Strip, or maybe you're walking across the street to Louis. This is not paid advertisement, by the way. Yeah, what are you doing? I don't know. Are you naming all the I'm just saying, like, places to go now that it's Easter, you can go spend a little money. Maybe you were giving all that money away to the poor and not spending it on bow ties and fresh haircuts. Botox? Bow ties. Oh. <laughs> or maybe uh, you weren't spending it on gelato down there at Blue Spruce. My goodness. What, what are you doing? I just, uh, the unpaid advertisement. I'm just saying, like, when you're, when you're going out, you can <laughs> greet people. See them on the streets and say... Christ is risen. And they're like, oh? I went to the new Mexican restaurant in town, Maria's. Oh, yeah. How was it? Over by the old the old. Well, I probably Francis. shouldn't ask that question. Uh, no, it was good. It was good. Where are they from? I enjoyed it. They're from, uh, they're from, I mean, they're from Mexico. I don't know where in Mexico. Really? But they're my parishioners. What kind of food, what kind of Mexico food is so it? So when I went there, uh, I went there a few weeks back and I got, they have this, um, it's a bowl made of stone. A mocajete. Yeah. Yeah. So they take it and they put all the stuff in oh, it yeah. and then they put it on a fire. It was good. It was meat. It was chicken, beef, shrimp, cheese. Yeah, mocha It's also like they grind salsa in it too. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. It was mm, wow. All kinds of yummy. It didn't have, they didn't dump American like liquid cheese all over it right out of a can right on top no. of it. No. Okay. Well, no. It was good. But anyway, I, rec- I recommend. I recommend. Tacos Los Primos? All the Mexican restaurants except Mexico Joe's are owned by Catholics. So what? Really? Spread it around. Go I'm to- not sure Mexico Joe's is a Mexican restaurant. This is a debate. We will not go to this. But the Himalayan restaurant. The next episode. Oh, we love. Oh, oh yeah. guys, guys, listen whoa, up. Whoa, whoa, listen don't. Up. You be quiet. Don't, don't tell the tell secrets. People? Yeah, the Himalayan restaurant on Main on Main Street. Oh. It's it's a hidden a hidden oh. gem of Stillwater. There's a there's a place and it's simply called Himalayan Grocery Store. And the chicken tiki marsala and the butter chicken. So you go in the Himalayan grocery store. It is. And you go through, you know, the groceries. Uh-huh. And you go to the back. There's a little restaurant back there. Takeout only. sells Indian food. Uh, takeout only during COVID. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, they it's have chairs. So. We love it. Well, we're going to have to have we a love it. I bought it for our priest group a couple weeks ago. It was a hit. The butter chicken. Are we going there right after this? A butter chicken and the chicken tiki marsala. Mm. Easter. Okay, well, we're currently- I did not give those up for Lent. And even if I did, it's Easter now, so I can eat them. Our, our bellies are currently being tempted with the uh, one of the Speaking deadly of sins. Temptations. <laughs> Speaking of temptation. One of the deadly sins, which is, I don't know, uh, gluttony, maybe? No, probably not gluttony. Maybe vanity? No, uh-uh. Maybe pusillanimity? Which is weak soldness. But anyway, I feel like I'm That's being hilarious. tempted right now with the just to go down the green mile and with <laughs> and just hit every of my favorite delicious restaurants. restaurants during this season. We still need a Vietnamese restaurant in Stillwater. I think making a pilgrimage to Tulsa to uh, Pha Ni. I had I had Vietnamese food when I was home with my parents a couple weeks back uh-huh. in Houston. But it was that actually wasn't that good. There's a, a place in Houston. It's like a chain. Oh, uh, I think it's called McFa Folicious. <laughs> <laughs> Something like that. 
Anyway, I love the way Vietnamese it was restaurant, okay. pho restaurants. It was they okay. play on the word pho. Yeah, it was okay. But then I had uh, last week. I or right before Easter, I went uh, to dinner at the home of uh, Dan- David and Danielle Shearer. In, oh yes, in Broken Arrow. Love them on my day off, and we had pho seventy one from Broken Arrow. Whoa, they know was, your heart, and it was yummy. Isn't that great? Uh, They're five year old. This is funny. Uh, They're five year old. His name is Peter. And he was eating like he had, but they made him a little bowl of pho, you know, so it's noodles and broth and uh, some vegetables and chicken. And And he referred to it as meat water. (laughs) He's like, I like this meat water. (laughs) (laughs) Don't they have triplets? Oh, they do have triplets. How old are the triplets? The triplets are seven. Whoa. Yeah. And there's a five year old. Eight, eight. They're eight now. Yeah. Wow. And then Peter. Five year old and then a one year old. Oh, cool. Lois. Lo- oh, Lois, the name that That's great. never gets used anymore. That's great. Okay, um, so the other, so this is now, th- I'm going to go back a month. I was having dinner with Brandy and Zach Esposito. Mm. You may know, some of you who have been in around Stillwater for a while, you may know the Espositos. One, because they have, like, they're, they're cool and they have awesome kids. Um, but Zach was. Uh, Zach a- is a studious Catholic. Yes, yes. Takes his faith. They both do. Take their faith very seriously. So Zach was a uh, national champion wrestler here at OSU. The five years. And is now the um, associate head coach. So he coaches with uh, John Smith and Chris Perry and the whole the whole gang. Um, so anyway, so I'm having dinner, and Zach is a regular listener of the podcast. Oh, shout out, Zach. I think he used to listen a lot when he would go like on recruiting trips, you right. know, but now there's no recruiting trips. Or he's in his Uzbekistan wrestling. But he still listens, I think, on his maybe on his commute to work back and forth. Anyway, so Zach says the other night at dinner, he says, can you guys please do a show, which always makes me a little nervous when people, you know, we although we welcome suggestions, but I'm always like, oh, my gosh, I hope it's something that we know something about. Jay McRae throws questions at us. And so uh, Zach says, can you guys do a show on the devil? What? That's what this is about? So I think that's what we should talk about. So let me just six minutes let, into this. Let me just start just with drop this. that. I'm already lured just, in. Let me just start with this question. Lead me not into temptation. Is the devil real? Yes. Okay. All right. End of show. You know how I know. That was ne- good. That's you know, good. You know how I know the devil show. is real? How? Because Hollywood <laughs> loves movies about exorcisms, the devil. That's how you know the devil's real. Yeah. If Hollywood, which is a make-believe society. That's all they do is make up stuff. Well, they they didn't have to do much work to make up the Hollywood devil. is kind of obsessed. And they love things. Exorcisms. You know, and, yeah. yeah. There's TV shows and movies. And um, what was that commercial during COVID quarantine uh, where it had like – um, it had like the devil with the giant horns on his head and a girl walking and they met on some dating app. Oh, it was absolutely I hilarious. Am, I am not familiar. Oh, and I don't know enough about it to, uh, but I saw it on TV one time during a football game. Uh, okay. So is the devil real? And the answer is, we would say absolutely. Yes. Yeah. I mean, there is proof one. There's proof. There's scriptural evidence. There's personal experience from people. Of these uh, of this creature, and then there is the effect in our culture of the actions of the enemy, of the, the devil, satanic. Yeah. yeah. So I think the, I remember there was kind of a controversy uh, maybe a couple years ago, 
And I think it was the head of a religious order, a prominent religious order, which we shall not name, uh, who basically said that the devil is uh, kind of a symbol. It's a symbol of, um, you know, of things, things that are bad, but that we ought not, we ought not think that the devil is, is a real person, but rather sort of a, a an all encompassing spirit kind of symbol or explanation for like all of the bad that happens. But that, that goes against like the, all the, the, like not only the scriptures where, is that what you're going to talk about? You got a piece of paper in front of you. Is, I got the catechism. Oh, the catechism. I mean, we Ooh, know yeah. we know from the Gospels where Jesus is being tempted in the desert. Do you think it's just like a temptation of some psychological event? No, it's the devil who is tempting. Well, it even goes back to Genesis. But I, I think like when most people think of the devil, they think of like the snake. But that's like when we when we read that in Genesis and we look at it and it's it's, you know, a serpent comes up. And begins to talk to Adam and Eve. One, serpents in my world don't talk. Two, nope. serpents in my world are not rational creatures who debate Adam and Eve. Three, when you read it in Hebrew, what is the name like? Nashan, which is the same word for Leviathan. So in Genesis, the temptation that is Adam and that is presented to Adam and Eve is a ferocious creature that has rational faculties, is able to articulate their thoughts and seduce people. That's what Genesis is saying at the, at the, you know, in this world, uh-huh. the enemy has fallen. As uh, the prophet says, I saw like Satan fall like lightning. So what is, uh, so what is the devil? Is it a, is it a, it's a symbol. It's a spirit. It's a person. Well, the, the devil and his menacing uh, creatures, I mean, I'm not an exorcist, even though, you know, we, we know priests are exorcists and do <laughs> spiritual warfare. We're not, you know, we don't know everything about the enemy. Sure. But the, but the enemy That's is— That's why we have a lame uh, podcast in, <laughs> in, the middle, in the middle of Oklahoma. Right, well, the enemy, the devil, uh, Lucifer, Lucifero, as I was telling Jay before the show, uh, that Luci, light— Pharaoh carrier, like Christophero, Christ mm-hmm. carrier. This is the light bearer. Mm-hmm. And even in the early church, they saw this uh, this person as an angelic creature who had fallen. So the devil is a person. Yeah, well, not like a human being. Not like a, person, a human being, but, but the an devil angelic is an creature. Angel, angel, angelic creature. A fallen angel. Yeah, one who chose, who said, I will not serve, as the prophet said in the Old Testament. Yep. That's who this is. And it's one who is rational who seduces, who can twist words, who's called the deceiver and the liar, but also... And a murderer. A murderer. murderer from the beginning, Jesus yeah. says, yeah. Uh, also on the same level as other angels, like we would say St. Michael the Archangel or the angel Gabriel here appears to the Blessed Virgin Gabriel, Mary. Gabriel, Raphael, yeah. Donatello, Leon... Those are... Wait, those are <laughs> I always get those mixed up with the Ninja Turtles. The Ninja Turtles are not angels. Yeah, that, that is correct. So yes, this this creature. What does the catechism say? About so this? Uh, there's a great there's like kind of five paragraphs in the catechism. Ooh, what numbers, please? Uh, three ninety one. Okay. Paragraph three ninety one to to three ninety five. So let me just I'll read a couple things and we can maybe we can we can kind of talk Ooh, about it. So it's under the title "The Fall of the Angels." So three ninety one says, "Behind the disobedient choice of our first parents." So that's Adam and Eve, in the garden. They're told, "Do not eat from the tree." 
mm-hmm. the knowledge of good and evil, and they do. Yep. Right. So that's the so behind the disobedient choice of our first parents lurks a seductive voice opposed to God, which makes them fall into death out of envy. So right fall there, fall into death. Fall into death out of envy. So right there, okay. we we ought to identify the devil as opposed to God. So the devil is not someone to be um, entertained. Like like Zach Esposito, don't get in the ring with that guy. Right. He will whoop right. you. He is he is not your friend. He is, in fact, your enemy. Zach Esposito, friend. And Zach pal. Esposito, friend. Devil, pal. enemy. Uh, he wants, he is, the devil is opposed to God. But not of the same power as God. God no, is like infinitely. No, po- right. These are not. These are not peers. Right. Like we're going to see who wins this. Is like yeah, no. In this great battle between Jesus and the devil, like they are, they are not equals. He always wins. Always. So then the, the catechism goes on, paragraph three ninety one. Scripture and the church's tradition see in this being a fallen angel called Satan or the devil. The church teaches that Satan was at first a good angel made by God. Uh huh. The devil and the other demons were indeed created naturally good by God, but they became evil by their own doing. Right. So that's key. So uh, creation is good when God creates. Good and very good. God does not create evil. God allows evil. It's another topic for another show. But in this case, Satan was was good, was created good. Um, in much the same way as human beings, right? We are we are each created good, but we are also then capable of great evil. Correct. And we see that, right? We've had all these shootings lately, right? World wars. Lots of yes, right. So humans are are capable of of great evil, as are angels. Okay. Mm-hmm. So that's paragraph three ninety one. Three ninety two. Scripture speaks of a sin of these angels. So, for those of you who want to d- dive into the scriptures, there's a lot of places to go. The fall consists in the free choice of these created spirits who radically and irrevocably rejected God and his reign. Wow. So they said, I'm out, and I'm out for good. It, so, it, does this sound like someone you want to be associated with? Uh-uh. Uh-uh. I love the, the two sides. Like The angels are like, I'm out, I'm out for good. And... God's like, well, I can't bring you back. You made your decision. Yeah. But for us, God says, you say, I'm out. I'm out for good. And, and the, the, says, Lord, the Lord says, come back to me with all your We heart. just sang that the other day. Don't let be. Fifth Sunday of Lent, we sang that okay. as our opening hymn. The hymn is Hosea. Okay. Then it says, we find, this 392, we find a reflection of that rebellion in the tempter's words to our first parents, you will be like God. You will be like God. The devil has sinned from the beginning. He is a liar and the father of lies. So wrap that around your heads, folks. The devil is a liar. And so when you when if you're being pulled in by the devil, he, he's lying to you. He's lying to you. He's right. also called the deceiver. To think think of think of it this way, right? So you're you know you're a college student, right? And you're out at a party, right? And some guy walks up to you and says, "You're you're the most beautiful person I've ever seen. Like I love you." And and really, what he wants to do is to sleep with you, right? He's a trickster. He's a liar. He's a liar. 
You may be beautiful. No, you are beautiful, right? You are. You are. But for him to say, I love you, I want to spend the rest of my life with you, when really he just wants to sleep with you. Right? That's a liar. Yep. Think of that times infinity. That's Satan, the father of lies. Ooh. That's his, that's, what is the it, his father heart. of lies. Yep. Yep. Um, 394, scripture witnesses to the disastrous influence. Whoa. Of the one Jesus calls a murderer from the beginning. Okay. Who would even try to divert Jesus from the mission received from his father. So we do, we, we study that at the beginning of Lent. Right. Very beginning, Jesus goes out into the desert, and who is there? Say, Satan. All, uh, and all these wild animals to to try to say, and he takes him up on that high whatever the precipice it is, the of the high, temple, yeah, and says, "Throw yourself all off this here. can be yours." Yeah, all this can be yours. Worldly, we talked about that last week. Worldly power, or a couple weeks ago, worldly versus heavenly. Mm. Yeah, are you of this world or are you of the world to come? Um, I'll read one one last piece and then we'll talk about it. 395, the power of Satan is nonetheless not infinite. Oh yeah. So God, infinite. Satan, not infinite. He is only a creature, powerful from the fact that he is pure spirit but still a creature. He cannot prevent the building up of God's reign. This is the catechism, teaching of the church. Although Satan may act in the world out of hatred for God and his kingdom in Christ Jesus, and although his action may cause grave injuries of a spiritual nature and even of a physical nature, the action is permitted by divine providence with which strength and gentleness guides human and cosmic history. It is a great mystery that providence should permit diabolical activity, but we know that in everything, God works for good with those who love him. Whoa. So it's real. It's real. It's real. But that doesn't mean that it's equal, and that doesn't mean that it's going to win. Right. Yeah, so the, even in the spiritual tradition, there is a teaching, even amongst the Jesuits, uh, the early church, teaching that the enemy is real. And as St. Peter says, he is prowling like a roaring lion looking, looking for someone to, to devour. devour. Resist him with all your faith. So these are these are really great lines from the catechism of the truth of who this is, truth of the enemy, that he's not to be trusted. He's not to be your friend. You're you're not to he's not your ally in anything. Don't get in the ring with him because he will beat you up. Uh, then also that the good God allows permits the enemy to have a certain reign over things or ruling things so to bring about our conversion. Uh, there's the, um, what is it? Is it the book of Job? Remember the book of Job where, yeah. you know, the, the book of Job is, is Satan comes over and says, hey, I've been watching this guy Job. And you know what? I bet you if you, you curse him or if you do take away all his good stuff, he'll curse you. And he says, okay, well, I'll let you attempt him, but you can't kill him. And yep. Job is faithful, even when he sees all of these terrible things happening around him. This is, I mean, it is a, he's, the enemy is there. And when we're doing, I, I mean, really, when awesome stuff is happening, 
in the life of the church, the enemy is present. He's always present. He's just not sitting over there casually having like, I don't know, a mint julep and a cigar and be like, well, we'll see what happens today. Well, no, yeah, so don't be surprised if you're if you're working for the kingdom, if you're building up the kingdom, um, if you're evangelizing, if you're helping the poor, if you're you know, even in you know you you're in a you're in a strong relationship. Maybe that's headed towards um, you know a happy and holy marriage. Um, do not be surprised yeah. if if the devil tries to insert himself uh, because he does not want that. He doesn't want you to help the poor. He doesn't want you to to have a happy and holy marriage. Um, he doesn't want you to evangelize, and so don't be surprised. Don't be surprised. But also. I think maybe what we could we could talk about too is is okay then what what happened what do you what do you do um you know you think that the devil is is present in your house in your life in in some way shape or form you know what 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 do you do well i, I uh this so we'll go we'll go through a couple of those things yeah in this building project we've been working on to build this new church and student center yeah. which is you know it's getting it's coming. knocked. It's, it's coming along. Uh, the uh, third week in May, it's getting officially knocked down by Manhattan Construction. Boom. But the first, so we began this capital campaign on September 12th. But on September 11th, I was talking to a friend of mine on the phone. And this friend, you ready? Said the exact word. She said a word to me that made me, that stirred up in me such anger that it it literally derailed my entire day. So that was on a Friday. Saturday was the kickoff of the capital campaign. And I called my spiritual director and I said, and I just talked to him. I was like, what happened? Like, how did this person know that this phrase drove me nuts? Like, no one ever uses it. And then we talked about it. And it's the phrase, calm down. And all my life, oh, I didn't know that about you. I know, yeah, exactly, exactly. No one knows this. All my life, people had said, "Oh, you're too hyper. Calm down. You're too energetic. Calm down. Hey, sit in your desk and calm down. Hey, qu- quit climbing up there on that ladder of the roof. Calm down." You know, it would always been. And one of my one of my closest friends said, "Just like that's like, your trigger." And it was it is the trigger. You realize everyone knows that now because you just said it. But this is what we did. We walked through it, my spiritual director and I, and we like prayed through it because here was something that had just been kind of hiding in the, in my heart, like calm down, calm down. And it, every time somebody, I remember one of my friends in seminary, he goes, dude, just calm down. And I about slugged him in the jaw. I mean, it it drove me to that sort of anger. And this moment, like right on the, on the cusp of this, starting this building project, everything could have been derailed. And then I called my spiritual director and him and I talked through it and prayed through it over the phone and I like did some unbinding prayers. And yeah. like people now, like someone said it a couple of weeks ago, like, Dude, you, man, you're kind of a spaz, calm down. And it went like in one ear and literally out the other huh. and didn't even budge. Nice. But he said that exactly what you said. When you're working for the kingdom, when you're about to do something for the greater glory of God, then. Yeah, get ready. Yeah, so th- there's this other one, uh, Searching for and Maintaining Peace, page 77. I encourage people to read it. And there's this, this line is a from- a book? This is a book called Searching for and Maintaining Peace. Who, who's it by? Uh, it's uh, uh, 
Uh, the French guy, Jacques Philippe. Oh, Jacques, I almost said Jean Derbeuf, but he's dead and he lived in the 1500s. Jacques, Jacques Philippe, Jacques exactly. Fa- who's Jacques still Philippe. alive. She's still alive, yeah. Yeah, he. He. he he's he, still alive. Yeah, yeah, that's what I said. And he writes this a line um, about the adversary's temptations and about recognizing him. It says, But when one is close to God, loves him, desires nothing but to please and obey him, the devil, why he tempts him still with evil, this is easy to recognize, he tempts him even further by good. This means that he makes use of our desires to do good to trouble us. He does this by making us scrupulous or by presenting us Mm. with every certain good that we must realize by which is beyond our present strength or which is not what God asks of us, all to discourage us or to cause us to lose our peace. The devil wants to convince us that we are not doing enough for God or that we are doing is not what God really (coughs) wants us to do for love of him or that the Lord is not happy with us, et cetera, Mm. et cetera. The devil would make us believe, for instance, that the Lord is asking us such and such a sacrifice of us that we are incapable of doing, and this will trouble us greatly. Like a new insight mm. to the enemy. Yeah. Like he's like we're saying, oh, God wants me to do this and this and this, and that's the enemy sort of seducing us and, and uh, lying to us, trying to convince us that we're not doing all the good stuff God wants us to do. So how like how do how do we like other than like what Hollywood says an exorcism like what do we do to keep the devil out of our lives Yeah so I think one is is have a regular prayer life When yep. you when you're talking to God <coughs> and allowing the Lord to speak to you you're 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 there's no room there's no room for Satan So have a have a regular prayer life um I would say for a lot of people uh, for everybody, but like regular confession, mm-hmm. right? So what 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 does Satan grab onto? And that is our sins, our our memories, um, a lot of that junk from our Correct. past that that starts to kind of define us. We think we start to think of ourselves as oh I'm I'm I am I'm not I'm not created and beloved by God. I'm this terrible sinner because I did this back in high school or whatever. Oh, right. Um, so healing of memory. Uh, so healing, yes. So br- allowing the Lord to bring that healing in the sacrament of confession. Um, and then re- frequent reception of the Eucharist. Oh, yeah. Uh, I mean, so that's those are not hard. This is not difficult. I mean, in the sense that of, of the, the, the church has, has set a path. I have a regular prayer life. Go to confession and receive Holy Communion. Yeah, follow the Ten Commandments. Um, yeah, and then live. Try to live. You know, live, live the live the life. Live according to the commandments and the Beatitudes. And right, um, that I think will work for most people. Now, there are there are dramatic situations. There are situations in which we have to sort of take it up a notch, and that is where one would involve a. Uh, an, an exorcist. Two in the box, ready to go. We be fast, they be slow. Yeah. Exorcist. But I think also, you know, we I know we both get a lot of calls, you know, of just people who like, man, I don't, my house feels weird. Uh-huh. Like something's going on in my house. 
uh, your your parish priest, wherever can take you care are, of that. yeah, can come to your house, offer a, a blessing, the blessing of the church upon your house, or upon, I mean, your car. I don't know your car, your you know whatever dog. Your, your yeah, whatever that is. We have sort of the normal means by which to to bless things, to bring God's presence into a place uh-huh. or onto a person. Um, and and most of the time that will work. Yeah, I, I think as my spiritual director told me when we were chatting on the phone about, he he said, the devil doesn't show up in giant ways. He he shows up in microscopic ways with his, you know, his enemy, with his, with his friends, the enemies, who are trying to, as C.S. Lewis wrote in the Screw Tape Letters, seduce us and lead us to, to their kingdom. Yeah. And he, and he does it just by like bearing sour fruit in us, like anger, envy, greed, sloth, resentment, yeah. uh, and, and bitterness. All those things just leads us away from love of God and love yep. of neighbor. Yep. Yeah. So if you have a major problem, I w- anyway, I would just start, start with a regular prayer life, confession, frequent reception of the Eucharist, um, Start with your parish priest, and then if none of that works, then your your priest can can step it up a notch, and we can connect you with something greater. But most of, for most of us, we don't need that because Satan is nothing. He's yeah. nothing. Nothing compared to the good God. That's right. Wow. All right. So is the devil real? Yes. And don't mess with him. But God is greater and more powerful. And Jesus Christ rose from the dead. So take that, Satan. Uh All right. We'll see you later. Peace. Have a great week. We love you. Happy Easter.